0: to Packers Now get the latest updates on the greeting gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello everybody, I'm your host Ben Krakowski and today we're going to be predicting where uh, the Packers will be going with their 53-man roster. Going through position by position, letting you know how the Packers are going to move forward, I think, with their roster moving into the season. uh, As final cutdowns from 90 to 53 have to happen by Saturday at 4 p.m. So, as we're moving into this, there's two distinctions that are important to realize um, as we look at cutdowns. Is one is the PUP or the NFI list. The PUP is the physically unable to perform list, which a player is put on that list if they have been injured since before camp started and have not practiced yet with the team. You can leave players on the PUP before the 53-man roster cuts, so they won't count against the current roster number but they won't be allowed to return to play until week six or later. And then the Packers must make a spot for them to do so. If they would like to play that, play that person in a game. If this, in this case, the Packers only have one player in that unique situation, which is Curtis Bolton, who I love, who I'm sure the Packers also feel strongly about as well. And keeping on that list um, and waiting till he's fully healthy before they make a decision how they'd like to move forward with Curtis Bolton. So uh, the great part about the PUP is it doesn't count against that number. And 53 sounds like a lot, but as we look through this, it's going to get tight. There's going to be some guys that the Packers probably will cut who I will feel upset about <laughs> that they will cut. And we'll get into that later. So, And the other distinction is the IR, the injured reserve. So the one thing that is very nice about the injured reserve for the Packers this year is teams now can have an unlimited number of players return from the injured reserve and uh, come back to play for the team as early as week four into the regular season. After three weeks, they only need to stay on the IR for that three weeks. Then they can come back whenever they want. When they do come back, they have to take up a roster spot, obviously. But um, uh, so this is very helpful as we look at players who are currently injured we want on the team and they're not on the PUP cause they've started practicing with the team. So we can bring them onto the 53 man roster and then put them on the IR and then add more players after that. Uh, the problem is that they do have to make it from the 90 to the 53 man roster. Then we can put guys on the injured reserve. Um, if we put them on the injured reserve before that time, they have to stay on the injured reserve the entire season. And so uh, that is not ideal but uh, it is going to be helpful to the Packers to be able to add some players at the start of the season so we can enter into week one with pretty much an entirely full, fully healthy roster. So let's move into our roster breakdown and let's figure out what, what and who the Packers are going to keep. So uh, starting with the QB position, At QB, the Packers have three QBs at camp, and they're going to be keeping all of them. So, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is the starter, then keeping Tim Boyle as the primary backup, and then first-rounder Jordan Love. So, Tim Boyle has actually had a very strong camp and has actually easily secured his spot as the backup for Rodgers for this year, at least. Um, While Love, on the other hand, hasn't had the greatest camp so far, but that isn't something to be concerned about. I think you'll read a lot about that, Um, but... He's only had 12 to 14 live practices in the NFL, which really isn't that much at all. And we knew Jordan Love was a developmental QB. And so nothing to be too concerned about yet. Uh, at this point, if we go, move into next year and we go through the preseason and he's still struggling, then I'll get concerned. But for now, he's our third string QB, and that is A-OK. Moving on to the running backs. So Packers currently have seven on the roster. Uh, one of those is Demeria Crockett. So uh, he's a for sure cut. Um, you probably never heard his name before. Uh, Patrick Taylor is another one. Uh, he was an under after free agent the Packers picked up, but he's technically on the NFI list, which is pretty much the same as the PUP list, but he suffered an injury um, basically in college and he's still re- recovering from it. Basically this means and the Packers can keep him on that list without needing him to count against the Packers' 53-man roster. So he'll probably stay on that list for now. Uh, But that still leaves uh, five other running backs, or four other running backs, sorry. Um, Three of them are almost for sure going to be on the roster. Aaron Jones is a starter, um, had 16 touchdowns in 2019. Excited to have him back, see what he does. Uh, While Jamal Williams is the number two guy, um, a great third-down running back. He is able to not only be a really good pass protector for Aaron Rodgers, but he also has one of the highest passer ratings out of all running backs right now, as he can catch passes out of the backfield very, very well. Uh, While AJ Dillon, second round pick, uh, will be the goal line short yardage guy for the Packers for now, but he's shown he can do a lot more than that. It's just a matter of touches for him uh, behind Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. The hardest decision comes down to Dexter Williams. So Dexter Williams was a sixth round rookie last year, but he's looked really explosive in camp at times for the Packers. He would be their 4th string running back, but if the Packers cut him, he could be picked up by another team. And so I don't know if teams have seen enough from him to go pick him up, but also I don't want to lose him. Uh, So as little as he may see the field, I'd have the Packers keep him because I honestly think with the salary cap restrictions we're going to have in 2021— I could see the Packers not keeping either Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, which is, I have, that's a lot to unpack. I'm not going to unpack that right now. And moving forward with AJ Dillon and Dexter Williams combo, because Dexter Williams has at times looked very, very explosive. He's this perfect one cut running back, perfect for the system. That doesn't mean I don't like Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, but um, running back is one of the most replaceable positions in the NFL. And usually depends more about how good your offensive line is. So, Moving forward, so that is four running backs to keep, three QBs. We're at a total of seven right now. Looking at the fullback, so the Packers run an offense, which at times does require an H-back or a fullback. The Packers did just sign John Lovett, who is a very inti- intriguing player. He's actually a former QB from Princeton, um, and the Packers love to have a guy like this on the roster. He's, But is it necessary? Probably not. The Packers do have Daguara, Deguara, um, third-round tight end, pick from this last year's draft um who most people thought of as a fullback actually um and we even saw jay sternberger act as an h back at the end of last season when he returned from his injury so he most likely john lovett will be cut even though he would be better than both of those guys in the true fullback role and so we're still at seven players at this point and now moving on to the tight ends the packers currently have five on their roster uh, Mercedes lewis the guy most likely on early downs with his run-blocking ability. Then you have 2019 third-round pick Jay Sternberger and former undrafted free agent Robert Tanyan really fighting to be the main threat in this Packers passing attack at the tight end position. Um, both of them have shown promising plays at time. Uh, Robert Tanyan really feels like he's filled out his mold because as a former receiver moving to tight end, uh, it just feels like in his third year in the NFL, this is just seems like a breakout year for him almost. And same with Jay Sternberger though, but he didn't get to practice because he was struggling with injuries at the start of camp. And so, and then the last guy, the last, the fourth and fifth guys on this tight end roster, you have 2020 third round pick, Josiah Deguara, who definitely is going to make the roster. He hasn't shown a lot in camp so far, but you, uh, the Packers definitely will keep him. And the odd man out will be Evan Bayless though. He, he, the Packers really like him and he seems to continue to make the roster and get pulled up from the practice squad every year, but he's going to start this year. I think again on the practice squad and he'll probably get called up again. Cause I'm sure injury will happen to this tight end group and he'll be that fourth guy, but not, but for now he will be cut. And that puts the Packers at 11 players total. So now we get on to the receiver position, something that gets really interesting. Uh, and the Packers currently have 10 on the roster. So the top six guys to me, who are locks totally to make the roster. You have Devonte Adams, MVS, Alan Lazard, EQ, Tyler Irvin, and Jake Kummer. But after that, it gets really interesting. Uh, you have Reggie Bagleton, Darius Shepard, Malik Taylor, and Malik Turner. Personally, Malik Taylor and Malik Turner have not impressed me enough. They haven't gotten the buzz. They needed to make this roster. Um, they needed preseason games. They didn't get them. And that really hurts them. But, uh, it's, I think they should just be straight up cut. Um, but that still leaves the Packers with Shepard and Begleton. So Reggie Bagleton came from the CFL and was the best receiver in the CFL league last year in 2019. He was third in the entire league in yards and touchdowns and second in receptions. So really good receiver, but he is transitioning from CFL to the NFL. Obviously he played college football in the United States with normal rules but he has to transition back to that. And it's it has been a transition for him at camp, but at times he also has had very strong hands, very smooth route running ability. And then you have uh, Darius Shepard, um, who's had another very strong camp, which uh, last year had a very strong camp and got him on the field at the start of last season. But then he fell apart when he got in the game in the regular season. And he lost a lot of confidence, both as a receiver and as a punt returner. And so uh, that really worries me as well. And when last year had a great camp and then comes in the regular season and totally sucks it up. So this is going to be a hard choice for me as the Packers can't actually keep eight receivers on the roster. There's just isn't enough room. Uh, And so for me, I have the Packers keeping just the six that I talked about and cutting both Darius Shepard and Reggie Bellleton. And then uh, with the hope they can bring them both back on the practice squad, which puts us at 17 players. Uh, Then finally on the offense is the Packers have, uh, currently have seven tackles on the roster and nine interior offense alignments. So um, starting with the tackle position, uh, two of those guys, Cody Conway and John Leglu for sure both roster cuts. That leaves us with five tackles. David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in the game. Billy Turner and Rick Wagner, who are fighting for the starting spot at right tackle. Alex Light and Josh Neisman. Wagner has been struggling with injury, but it's not an injury that will need to need him to be designated to the IR so they're going to keep Wagner um on the roster and leave him there uh hopefully ready to start week one but possibly not uh then you have Billy Turner uh who was the right guard starting right guard all last season played okay really hated the signing from the beginning but now the Packers are stuck in a place where they he's getting paid a decent amount and most of that's guaranteed this year He actually was uh, probably set to be the starting right tackle because Rick Wagner has been hurt. Uh, But because of a knee injury, he's in doubt to play the first few weeks of the season. And I think uh, Billy Turner is the first player. I think they could consider adding to the IR at the start of the year and having him return after week three. Uh, Then we move on to Nijman, uh, which is a very developmental, developmental tackle who still isn't the right place to be ready to be the backup and has been injured almost all of camp, so we just haven't seen enough from him. And then finally, we know Alex Light very, very well, and when he's had to see the field, he has been awful for the Packers. Personally, I believe the Packers should cut both Alex Light and Josh Nijerman and try to move them to the practice squad, and they would keep Bakhtiari, Wagner, Turner, and then moving Turner to the injured reserve to open up a roster spot later for the Packers. And as we look at the interior offensive line, though there's a lot here. There's eight currently on the roster. The starters being Corey Lindsley, Elton Jenkins, and Lane Taylor. Lucas Patrick as well, though, is pretty much a guarantee as he just had a two-year extension at the end of last season to be set as the primary backup at all three positions. That's why the Packers really love him. And the Packers had three draft picks in Jake Hansen, John Running, and Simon Stepaniak, who I'm sure they would like to keep all of them. Um, Simon Stepaniak, though, luckily is on the NFI list. And he's going to stay there, and so he won't count against the roster. Well, I'm assuming the Packers will keep John Runyon as well, as he's had, he's been the best of the three so far in camp. And the Packers could keep Jake Hansen as well. as He's a four-year starter at Oregon, but he also hasn't shown a lot in camp quite yet. But not many GMs like to cut their own draft picks. It looks really bad, and I expect him to stay on the roster. Uh, I think Gutekunst wants him to compete as the starter at center in 2021. I totally believe with the cap restrictions, the Packers will be facing this offseason and the next. I think I don't see Corey Lindsay coming back in 2021. And I think his hope is that getting, giving Hansen a year to develop behind in this offensive line, understanding the game, moving, transitioning to the NFL and letting him compete in 2021. And that leaves Zach Johnson, the only guy we didn't talk about because you probably have never heard of him being the out man out and getting cut. And that would leave us with, Uh, eight keeping eight guys, I think. Oh, nine guys on our offensive line. Uh, one of them to be set to move to the injured reserve, uh, which would put us at 26 players to keep just on offense. So that's just our offense. 26 players that only leaves us, uh, not a lot of, (laughs) not a lot of places left. Uh, you're looking at 27 spots left for the defense and special teams. So, starting with the interior defensive line, uh, the Packers on the interior defensive line have seven guys currently. Uh, that is Trayvon Hester, Willington Prevolone, uh Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Kingsley Kiki, Tyler Lancaster, and Montravious Adams. So, the first two you probably never heard of, they are gone. Uh, the Wellington Prevalon has been here, not made a sound in camp, hasn't done anything. He will... For sure get cut. And Trayvon Hester has been injured most of camp as well. Totally expect him to be cut. Leaving this leaving the same five guys on the roster as last year. Um, who should all say? Um uh the one who possibly may stay on the roster and then open up a spot later as he would be moved to the injured reserve would be Montrevious Adams. He was starting with the in the base three-four, he was the third guy on the interior defensive line, next to Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark, just like he was last year but then got injured just like he did last year and he hasn't practiced really since that first week of the off season practices uh, in training camp. So expect him to go on the injured reserve once he's on the 53 man roster and opening up another spot later for the Packers to go out and sign someone. Then we move to this edge group, um, the outside linebacker group. This is one of the harder groups to look at as the Packers currently have nine on the roster The Smith Brothers and Rashawn Gary are guaranteed to make the roster. Uh, Delonte Scott, um, on the other hand, is guaranteed to be cut as he hasn't been made aware of all of camp. Um, but then there's still five others who are in a race for the last one, maybe two edge rusher spots. I do think because of what the Packers ask from their outside linebacker group, I do expect the Packers to cut Randy Ramsey and Tipa Galea. They're a little undersized for what the Packers ask for in their edge rushers. Um, But they both have had very successful plays rushing the passer, and I hope we can move them to the practice squad, as well as with Greg Roberts, who the Packers really like as well. But he's been injured almost all of camp. Uh, While the Packers, I think, do hold on to the other two guys left, Tim Williams and Jonathan Garvin, who both have some serious draft pedigree and have shown promise at times throughout camp. I think those will be the guys to kind of fill out the end of that edge rusher group, leaving us with five guys at the outside linebacker position putting us at nine total for our defense and then we move on to the inside linebackers the Packers currently have six on the roster one of those is Curtis Bolton who won't count against the 53 man roster because he he's on the PUP list like we talked about the Packers will most likely cut Chris Barnes who hasn't shown up at all in camp leaving the Packers with four guys left that they're going to keep on the roster, including free agent signee and starting linebacker Christian Kirksey, Oren Burks, who's set to be the starter next to him, and Ty Summers' 2019 seventh-round pick. And finally, Kamal Martin, fifth-round pick, uh, who everyone was so excited about, who's going to come to the 53-man roster and then be placed on the IR because of his recent knee surgery, hopefully uh, coming back in the middle of the regular season. And then, the cornerback group, they're currently nine on the roster. The Packers will most likely cut Deshaun Amos, who hasn't made any splash plays throughout camp. They're going to keep Jair, Jair Alexander and Kevin King as the starters. We're going to have Chan Sullivan ready to be the starter in the nickel defense. And Josh Jackson is our third outside corner. But that still leaves the Packers with Stanford Samuels, Will Sunderland, and Kadar Holman. Uh, will Sunderland uh, just got hurt right at the end of camp. I do expect him to be cut because of that and hopefully uh, move to the practice squad. Uh, Kadar Holman was a fifth-round pick last year in 2019, but he really hasn't made any plays throughout camp, and I think really should be the guy to be cut. I think if the Packers only keep one of these guys, it should be Sunderland, who has matched up at times against Devontae Adams and has made plays in pass breakups throughout camp, and you've seen his name come up time and time again. So that leaves us with 19 guys right now on our defense and we still got to get to the safety class, but this is one of the easiest positions for the Packers. There are currently only six on the roster. Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage will be the starters. Will Redmond will be the special teams expert. He always is. Raven green will make the roster. Hopefully being that dime linebacker look that the Packers love once he gets healthy. And, but most likely he will start the season on the IR as he hasn't seen time since that first week of camp as he's been injured. Um, And the last guy I think the Packers will keep will be sixth round rookie uh, Vernon Scott, um, who has shown some serious closing speed, both in pass coverage and in run defense throughout camp, uh, leaving Henry Black to be the odd man out and cut with the safeties that puts us at 24 guys on our defense on the final 53 man roster, leaving us with three players left, uh, which will be our special teams uh packers will keep three guys kicker mason crosby long snapper hunter bradley and punter jk scott and so uh there that is our final roster final 53 man roster i predict um but there's some players i'm afraid of losing in the midst of that Um, players who i want to bring back to the practice squad but i'm scared other teams might come out and sign them you know receivers Darius shepherd and reggie Bagleton, who i really like a lot and they have a lot of promise a lot of future, but they're still young, and they're still developing, and they're still understanding their way in the NFL. Offense tackle tackle Josh Nijman is the exact same way. He hasn't played football very long, but he's been really developing along, and the Packers committed to him last year to continue to develop him, and then there's some of these edge rushers, like Tipa Galea and Randy Ramsey, who really don't have a spot to play on this roster with the edge rushers in front of them, but they've shown some serious flashes of speed as pass rushers so far in camp. They're just undersized and not the typical edge rusher the Packers like to use. So uh, the Packers in my prediction, get down to that 53 cut obviously. Um, But with that cut, there's four players who the Packers will be moving to the IR. I think, which would be Billy Turner at right tackle. Montrevis adams interior defensive lineman kamal martin inside linebacker and raven green safety which i mean they cannot play the first three weeks of the season but that does open up four more roster spots for the packers and to sign any other players including the ones they just cut as long as they make it through waivers um, and know their team signed them then the packers have the option to sign them either to the their roster or to their practice squad one signing I totally expect to happen, which I talked about in my last podcast, is Jared Valdir, right tackle. He's an un- unrestricted free agent and I think will be signed at this time. Then the Packers will be set at right tackle with either Valdir or Re- Wagner ready to start week one, which makes me feel way better about this offense heading into Minnesota. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers signed three guys from other, from other rosters after the big cuts on Saturday to see what they can get is I really don't feel comfortable with our fifth-string cornerback spot right now and the lack of versatility to play in the slot, really, from our corners, um, except Shannon Sullivan and Jair Alexander, except you really want Jair on the outside. Um, He can play this slot really well, I'm sure. We also really want him on the outside. So uh, the Packers might even be looking for a run-stopping linebacker, which the Packers really don't have on the roster because Kamal Martin was their biggest really true linebacker, uh, but now since he's going to be put in that IR, the Packers really don't have someone proven to be able to do that. And the Packers might also look for another offensive tackle because if Wagner is too injured to play in week one, that would mean the Packers in this situation would only have Bakhtiari and Jared Valdir if they signed him, which I assume and hope that they would as the only healthy tackles on the roster. Um, if the Packers don't move in that direction to sign other teams, players uh, the three guys I would probably currently bring back would be Kadar Holman providing some depth and putting both Holman and Samuels in the best position to succeed. If they do need them to play in the secondary, because Holman probably does things way differently than Samuels does. And they both succeed against different types of receivers. And so, uh, not necessarily is one better than the other. I think Samuels has more promise at this point, as we've seen what we have seen from Holman in the last two seasons, but there's probably players that Samuels couldn't cover the way that Holman could cover. And so I'd bring them back is a little more depth in our secondary. John Lovett would actually be the other one uh, who the Packers can use. Cause I think he would really help on special teams, but also in legit goal line running situations where the Packers would uh, desire and really use a true fullback. Um, and so and the last one would be Alex Light. So in the situation I described below or above just before this, the Packers need to have more depth at the tackle position. Even if they signed Jared Valdir, if Rick Billy Turner and Rick Wagner aren't fully healthy and ready to return, the Packers need to have another option at tackle. That's just unarguable. And Alex Light would be that guy. As bad as he has been at times, the Packers need to have a backup. Hopefully they can find someone else um, after the – 53-man roster cuts from every team on Saturday. Um, But if not, Alex Light has to be the guy. Um, The Packers have liked him well enough to keep him for this long as they see some sort of promise from him. So it's going to be interesting to see what players are cut and see if they find a new home in Green Bay or somewhere else as cuts have to be made officially Saturday, tomorrow, by 4 p.m. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing all the teams making updates and seeing what we can Uh, what the Packers, what GM Brian gudikins does to really uh, maybe even upgrade this roster uh, really close to the start of the season. So there you have it. That is our podcast for today. Um, Stay tuned for more episodes. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe. Give me a review to hear what you guys think about the podcast. Tell me what you want to hear about as we move into the regular season. If you shoot me some ideas and tell your friends about Packers now so they can get all the latest updates on the Green and Gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks, guys.